Hello, 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 and welcome to the 200th episode of the Crack Die Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Sean, and what can I say but thank you? 200 episodes in a podcast's life is not an easy task by any means. Doing 200 times of a single thing is not an easy task, no matter what it is. But we've done it. Uh, I And I can't believe that we've done this. I'll be honest, this is my probably 10th attempt at recording an intro for this episode because I don't know what to say. I'm, I'm really at a loss for words. I can't believe we're here. You know, when we started this thing... We started with a slightly different cast, and life events happened, and then we have the cast we have now, and in another 100 episodes, who knows what will happen? Who knows if this show will go another 100 episodes? We only have two more books, and that's, you know, not not a lot of stuff. We started this show six, five, six-ish years ago. Who can say? Who can say? But it's been a bit, and I can't thank everyone enough who has been a part of the show as a cast member, as a a crew member, as a listener, as a patron. Uh, You know, without our patrons, this show definitely would have would have seized and and stopped, and we would have probably put out content but not at the regularity that we do currently it's because of you that we have our editor and it's because of our editor that we can produce a weekly show without that editor there's no way and that is all thanks to our listenership and to the people who have found us and to the people who have joined our patreon i can't again every time i try and record this it's just I can't say thank you enough. I can't express my gratitude enough to everyone. Whether you've listened, this is your first episode. Why are you starting at episode 200? I'm not criticizing you. It's a great place to start. But go back and listen to our other stuff. Uh, Or, you know, you've listened to all 200 plus episodes of this show. I am truly floored that people listen to this show. I'm going to get a little sappy here, and and I apologize, and I might be oversharing a little bit. Uh, so if you don't want to hear this, go ahead and you can skip forward a few more minutes and uh, get to the regular episode. But, you know, I moved to the East Coast to pursue theater. I have a degree in theater with a minor in dance, and and that's what I thought I was going to do. I thought I was going to be, you know, a performer on Broadway or even regional and tours and things like that. And you know what? The cards didn't land that way for me. And it was a real big bummer. I left that industry on my own free will. No one like drove me out of it. But there was something missing in my life when I left theater. And then I became a pro wrestler for a little bit, and that was super fun, and I've met a lot of great people, and I had a great time, but my body could not hold up with that. I've never been a 
contact sport athlete. Professional wrestling gave me an outlet for some physical activity to get into a little bit better shape and perform. And when I left wrestling, I kind of didn't know what I was going to do. I, I have a good job. I enjoy what I do. But something was missing. And if any of you are performers out there, there's nothing that quite scratches that itch like performing. And not having a performance aspect in my life was really hurting me, was really bringing me down. And I wasn't in a good spot, (laughs) mentally at least. But a group of us came together and started a show. And I didn't know if anyone would ever listen to it. I know there are a million actual plays that exist in the world. There are a million professional podcasts out there that do what we do. But this was my way of trying to perform again in a different medium because I didn't want to get back on stage. I left for a reason. I didn't want to do professional wrestling anymore. My body couldn't handle it. And this really saved me mentally. I get very emotional talking about this stuff, but gaming has always been a very important tool for me to deal with loss or deal with things. And this show has really pushed me out of my comfort zone in jamming and storytelling aspects and has really let me express myself in a different way. I'm so proud of this little show that has taken stances on social issues, political issues. We very much wear our hearts on our sleeves here at this Cracked Eye Network. And and you see that with our Twitch show. You see that with our, our regular podcast here. We try and do things that maybe the bigger shows should do. Again, with the help of our patrons and our Twitch viewers, we've been able to donate money to causes that we find very important. And we hope that you find important too. We always want gaming to be an open space for everyone. And through this show, I'm hoping we can push forward what what is the saying? Put into the world what you want to see and it can show up or something like that. I don't know. I'm not very eloquent. But yeah, we're only able to do all of these things. We're only able to put out 200 episodes because of listeners, because of all of you. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you a million times. Thank you for listening to this show, for subscribing to our Patreon, for subscribing to the show, for everyone who's ever left a review and a rating on any of the systems that you can leave a rating and review on. That helps so much. Like You guys don't even know... I didn't know until I started doing this. Like, it's silly that our little show has found an audience that appreciates what we do. And again, this story might not last another 200 episodes. It might not last another 100 episodes. But I think once this story is done, I think, I think, and I can't speak for the rest of the cast, but I think we're going to start another story. And we hope that you will join us on the ride to another, you know, 200 episodes or another 400 episodes 600 whatever number we can get to uh i hope you will join us again i need to say thank you 
to everyone who has ever been a part of this show. Anwar, Rich, Aaron, thank you for helping us start the show off. Heidi, Rob, thank you for coming in and joining this chaos. Christine, Matt, Haya, y'all are the ones that really keep me grounded and help me figure this out and keep the whirlwind motor car of my brain focused to be able to put out episodes and schedule things and I just, this show would be nothing without the three of you, without everyone who's worked and volunteered their time. Nathan, thank you for being a super flexible, super reasonable human being and dealing with our terrible content that you have to edit and whip into an amazing shape. Again, Haya, thank you for soundscaping. Uh, I'm pulling the curtain way far back here. Hyatt is the one who does a lot of our soundscaping. Nathan does a lot of our editing. Uh, Haya is my right hand on this show. I will throw a stupid, ridiculous idea out there, and she is the one who can rein it in and bring it into uh, a reasonable goal. So thank you, Haya, for all of your work. And again, thank you to everyone who has ever listened to this show, whether it be one episode, six episodes, 300 episodes, which I don't know how you're doing because we've only done 200. Uh, Whoever has watched us on Twitch, thank you, thank you, thank you. I know I'm getting very repetitious right now, so I'm going to send it over to the table where we pick up for episode 200 of the Cracked Die podcast. Thank you again, and here's to another 200. All right, so you guys, as your very capable group of goblins and hobgoblin. Bugbear, please. Sorry, bugbear. Wow, racist. Skeletal bugbear. Possibly? Mummified. Mummified bugbear. I don't know what you're talking about. We know nothing. He was very badly burned. (laughs) Flames on the side of his face. I will try to stand on my other leg. (laughs) Guys, he's just cosplaying as Lilu multipass. It's fine. Lilu dies multipass. Chicken good. Multipass. (laughs) Multipass. When you say straps head to foot, you mean like that white strap thing that she was wearing when she got out of the pod? Yeah, it covers all the important parts. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Now I'm into it. Bugbear, let's go. <laughs> He's into it. Mm. And since my entire body is technically private part, yeah, it's... No. <laughs> Note to self, do not touch uh, <laughs> Rob's character without consent, ever. I think that's true for Rob, not all bugbears. Okay. Oh. Hashtag. Yeah, if I'm censored in a movie, I'm just a black rectangle. <laughs> just one giant censor bar? Yeah, I'm constantly in a state of blur. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, you guys have made your way to the town of Breach Hill. It is a quiet, lazy afternoon in there. And as you reach there, you kind of looked around thinking, trying to figure out who would have a bar of mithril to get. And you've kind of settled on one of three places. 
The first one, despite its name, Breach Hill Crick and Lumber, because they also deal with wagons and whatnot. So they might have some mithril or metals there to fortify and fix up wagons. Caden's Keg, because you never know what a drunken person might drop. Or Quarters and Bits. One is a weaponsmith and one is an armorsmith. Oh, oh, quarters and bits, quarters and bits. I bet they got a lot of trash hanging around. One place is as good as another. Yeah, but at a tavern, we can pickpocket a whole bunch of people. Yeah, steal from the humans. To quarters and bits we go. Hello? Blix is not part of this conversation. I thought we were going to Caden's Cake. You say Blix is not part of this conversation? No, she's talking to Matilda quietly in a corner. Living her best life. Yep, living my best life. So I can get back my focus point. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Do we want to pickpocket or do we want to go to the drunk place? Bobbles and bits and bobbles and bits. There's so much to get from bobbles and bits. Quarters and bits it is. Let's go. Yes! Wow! Was this just herd of goblins goes scurrying <laughs> through the town. I'll get them there the fastest, the most underground way. Okay. So as you skitter across Breach Hill, or scuttle, I'm sorry, it's scuttling. Yeah. Goblins scuttle. Goblins scuttle. I have that one. As you scuttle across Breach Hill, you make it to the dual storefront on one side called quarters and the other called bits. From the outside, the businesses seem separate. As you open the door and peer in, it becomes clear that both are the effort of the proprietor. As you open, you hear the tinkling of a bell and a halfling pops his head from behind the desk. Ah, hello. Welcome to Quarters and Bill. Hello. Hi. Hello, human. Hello. What does he look like? So he is a halfling male. You see that his, uh, this is a terrible description, but you know in The Simpsons, old Gil, who's always trying to make a sale or trying to, you know, get something good. He's uh, kind of balding. His clothes are a little rumpled and seems as if they were sized for someone slightly larger than him. Not like human size, but just a slightly larger halfling. But he is also wearing a jaunty hat and has a twinkle in his eye. Are you quarters or bits? I'm both. What can I interest you in today? We're looking for a bar of mithril. Ah, interesting, interesting. Hmm, I'm, I should have that something here. Ah, ooh, I do. Look at this. And he pops up onto the counter a full bar of mithril. I like it. Wonderful. He licks it back. That's still mine. Oh, no, she was, no, I just, I'm making sure it tasted right. It's mithril. <laughs> Like that his first reaction is just to lick it back. I was like, my good fellow, can I just uh, talk to my companions for just a moment over there in the corner? Non-conspiratorially. Uh, if you would like a private place, we have private rooms in uh, bits over here. And he opens up a like a door and it looks like a conference room with mannequins with armor all over them. What? Yeah, it's like a side room. Like when you go to buy a car, there's the showroom and then like the little offices where they try and rip you off. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. And I'm just going to try to, like, herd them into that room. Like, come on in here. One moment. But all the shinies. How much is it? Um, 10,000 gold. Great. Let's keep pushing them in the room. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I have a plan. I'm going to get down on my knees. Did anyone actually bring money? (laughs) We don't need money. (laughs) 
What's the plan? So, as everyone knows, the Longshanks who have been squatting in Citadel Altrain have been purchasing goods, building supplies from the town for months now. All we have to do is say, put it on our tab and take it with us. <gasps> oh, can we put all the stuff on our tab? Yes. Sounds like a shopping trip of the ages. So can we just buy out the whole shop? Well. I mean, do you want any of this disgusting equipment? I mean, it might be fun to chew on. Ugh. I was going to suggest us going elsewhere, perhaps to these human taverns they speak so highly of. I think we can definitely rip some people off there. Mm-hmm. Are we price adjusting? I would feel better about ripping off the humans. Price adjusting? What do you mean? I just meant after. If we go around and we get a cheaper price somewhere else, we can come back to him and be like, hey, they said like 400 gold, so why are you saying 10,000? I was mostly thinking of snacks, but do whatever. But also, I mean, the tavern will have booze. And they'll also probably have a fireplace. You like fire that, that much? Doesn't everyone? I mean, we're goblins. We love fire. You do? It's like one of our three things. I pray tell, what are your three things? Goblins, three things. One, we hate dogs. Two, we hate horses. Three, we love fire. That's not what I heard, but okay. Why do you think we have dog choppers and horse choppers and fire everywhere? I heard birds were pretty bad, but whatever. Are you talking to that dummy? From the morning he expands. Sounds like it. So Buzzard will wiggle in between uh, the taller creature's legs and out the door, and he will pick up the mithril bar off the countertop, and he'll kind of give it a look over, and he'll tap his fishbowl with it, see what sound it makes, and he'll say, perfect. Put it on our tab. My name's Knife Sword Seagull Teeth. <laughs> you forgot the dark hole. Sorry, Knife Sword Dark Hole Seagull Teeth. I live at the Citadel. Ooh, um, I would normally be okay with putting something this expensive on a tab, but um, I'm not. Great. I'll see you later. What? Uh, no, 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 no. You see the door slam shut. <laughs> Are you keeping us hostage now? That's not wise. No, no, no. Look, I'm actually willing to part with this for zero gold. I do have a favor to ask, though, if you want it for that price. I accept that we will take it off your hands as a favor for zero gold. <laughs> <laughs> He'll hold the Mithra bar out to Flakes to take, because she has the other thing. Flakes will take it and put it between her boobs. Oh, uh, I was going to say I'd lick it again, but that's not really a deterrent. So yeah, now she licks it between Flakes' boobs. Oh. Hi, Matilda. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, if you all want this, no strings attached, I would ask that you help me out. In the basement of the building, I've been hearing some weird noises. Human noises? Possibly? Done. Great. <laughs> if you can go down there and deal with whatever's causing the noises, I would be very, very appreciative. In fact, I will give you this mithril bar for free. I would like to use Charming Liar, and I would like to say, oh, it's it's all in your head. It's the, it's the cats outside. Okay, give me a, is that deception, I believe? 20? Uh, that may be true. I did, unfortunately, leave a couple of day-old fish out there, and there have been a lot of cats, but... Uh, it would still make me feel much better if you could go down and check it out for me. 
please? I guess. What is your perception, DC? My perception, 10. So it's your perception plus 10. 20. Okay. Ha ha. So with a 22, you feel that you should help him out. Alrighty then. You drive a hard bargain, mister. So are you sure that there are humans down below that are in your basement? That sounds problematic for your kind. I actually don't know what's down there. I haven't traveled into my basement for a while because it's, uh, the noises frankly frighten me. Humans are frightening. Yes, I do hear some groaning every now and then, which is why I think it's human. That's not normal. Doesn't sound like cats either. We don't think who's down here, is she? Who? Who? The big green one. Yes, yes. You're green. The big green one. I'm green. No one knows that. (laughs) Well, she might be. She has visited me before. I don't want to go down there if she's having a party. She's got weird parties. I bet she has. No, 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 no. She she hasn't been here in uh, at least two weeks. And you see him kind of look wistfully. (laughs) Oh, I wonder what that elf thinks about that. You thought different? All right, all right, all right. We, 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 I'll go. I'll go. It's fine. You can't exactly go by yourself. Let us all go and see what humans are trapped down here if they need rest. I mean, looking after. Yes, yes, dismemberment. The toast to be chewed on. Oh, salty snacks. Let's see what's in the basement. Point the way, shopkeeper. To the basement. So he points to a door that opens to some steps down. I'm going to bring you all over to this map. The stairs are 25 feet wide. Jesus. 25 feet wide? These are very large steps. That's huge. Yep. I I think we could all walk in a line at that point. So then our marching order is side by side. Yeah. All right. Choreographed and doing a chorus line. Can-can. Goblin scuttle. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's 15 feet wide. Probably still works. So who's in front and who's in back? So you can do three across and two in the back. I should probably be in the back since uh, you guys can't see through me. I'll be up front. No, we're going to put him in front. We're going to push him up front. He's the big one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm debating. About where you want to be? Well, you can do two in the front, three in the back. Can we all be in the back? And one in the front. I'll go in the front. Well, I guess I'm in the front. I was voted. Yes, we've pushed you to the front. Probably Junk should be in the front. I am going to be in the front. That sounds like a great idea. There you go. I feel like Junk should have a armor bonus to all that crap she's wearing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I have put you on the steps and I have put a giant wall so you cannot see down into where you're headed. I mean, the grid's all red. Jeez. So we're going north? You're going south. You're coming from the north. So as you head down the steps, you hear a bone chilling noise that I cannot do justice to. So it kind of sounds like a machine gun clapping noise. Don't really have a better way to say it. But as you're walking down the steps, that sound is what you hear. Okay, I'll get it to him. That's a weird sound. It doesn't sound that scary. Yeah. It's kind of adorable. Sorry, guys, I had to fight. <laughs> Sorry, like a machine gun? When a girl's got gas, a girl's got gas. I guess that's true. And you see two large terrifying birds in front of you. It's a good thing Knife Sword is not here. Here you go. Knife Sword's not here because he can't handle this. That is true. He'd run screaming. He'd probably burn the place down. 
He's a goblin. We do like fire. He'd probably cast gravity cistern. <laughs> you see them poking their heads and using their beaks to pry open these large wooden containers. Do we know what's in the containers? Nope. Probably mithril. Probably weapons and armor. What do we have to roll to figure out what these creatures are? That is a very good question. How about nature? Ooh, those are not birds. I say as I rolled a five. Definitely humans in a costume. So my nine says. Yeah. Uh, Sean, I would like to let you know I have dubious knowledge. So I was about to say the same thing. (laughs) Okay. Who has dubious knowledge? Me. And me. But I rolled a 16. Okay. So let me go down the list here. Rob, what did you get? A nine. Nine Buster Rhyme. Okay, leave some knowledge for the rest of the class. Haya? A five. And you have dubious knowledge, you said? I do. All right. Heidi, what did you get? Chunk got 13. Great. Matt? Blizzard rolled a 14. And Christine? 16. All right, so Rob, you have no idea what these are. They look vaguely bird-like, but they could be a monkey. All right. (laughs) Okay, so then Junk doesn't know what they are besides the fact that they're birds. Birds! Bird-like. Same with you, Matt. Okay, no, big birds. All right, Haya. Mm -hmm. With your dubious knowledge, you think that this is called an axe beak, and it is a notable hunter. They're very fast. They use their great speed to catch their prey unawares. However, you know that if you were to provide them bones to eat, they would probably leave you alone. Christine, with a 16, you know that these are called terror birds. Their common terror birds, also known as axe beaks, are notable hunters. On their own, they use their great speed to catch prey unawares. In a flock, they can swarm larger beasts like aurochs and take them down with overwhelming numbers. Haya, you can ask me two questions about anything on the about the birds. And then Christine, you can also ask me two questions. They are neutral, large animals. Can I tell from what's around if they're supposed to be like in groups, how many there are? Cause I can only see one at the moment. I'll tell you there are two on the map right now. Okay, like should I expect more? Like can I tell, is this like a colony? Is there only two? No, it looks like it's only two that got stuck down here. Okay. And you said bones are their favorite food? Yes. I do like marrow as well. More of a Pikachu guy than Pika Blue, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. What do they like doing for fun? Well, normally they like to gather in flocks and they really enjoy eating rats and other small creatures unless there is a large number of them and they can take down larger creatures. Should have brought them with us in the last map we were on. <laughs> Same. I mean, I feel like you should be asking helpful questions, but... You can ask things like... AC, hit points, speed, attacks, weaknesses, defenses, skills. Sure, weaknesses. Weaknesses. They are weak 10 to water. I love dubious knowledge. (laughs) Special attacks? Special attacks. They have two. They have a sprint, which is two actions. Once per minute, the terror bird strides three times in a straight line. And then the other one is called tearing clutch. 
The terror bird's powerful beak can tear through flesh. On a successful beak strike, the target takes one persistent bleed. This bleed damage increases to a 1d4 on a critical hit. They can also peck us to death, and they can run really fast every once in a while. How about we take some of those bones that we got from the rats and offer them to these creatures and open the door and create like a little line outside? They just lure them outside with the rat spines? Yes, yes. Okay. That happened to me with candy once. It really worked really well. I followed that candy all the way to the dumpster. Checks out. I will start laying out rat bones. I will help. Yeah, I'll try to catch their attention with one, like, wave it, like, Yeah, yeah, birdies. Yeah, birdie, birdie, birdies. One of them turns their head a little too far, kind of like an owl does. (laughs) And it's looking at you, and it's confused for one second. And then it kind of starts to flip towards you. That's right. You want the bone. You want the yummy bone. You're going to follow us all the way out of the store. It looks down and kind of starts to peck at the bone. And you see it pick it up and it just bites it in half. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, powerful. And then it looks at the bandaged creature in front of it. Does that thing birds do when it tilts its head to the left and then to the right and then starts to move towards Al and like looks like they're about to peck at him. I'm going to start to move backwards. (laughs) Blix will pick up another bone and try and like wave it in front of its beak to catch the attention back to the bone. It starts to kind of move towards you, looking at you like a bird does with its head and as it hops towards you a little bit. Good, good. Yes, yes. How big are these things? These are large creatures. I was going to say, because I I don't imagine shoegills hopping. (laughs) (laughs) They're, they're, They're not small birds. No, no, neither are these. These are large compared to your smallness. Come on. They're itty bitties. All of you, please give me a perception check. All right. You all see giant rats popping out from some of the boxes and running around and then scurrying away. And you see the other terror bird kind of start snapping and chasing after one. And it gets one, but the other one gets away. And you hear it kind of go in frustration. Oh, these are the cleanup crew, I see. Perhaps we can help these birdies get some ratty meals. Let's do it! How do we, how do we attract the rats? Well, I think we need to lure it out of the hiding places and open some of these containers for the birds. I've also got meal rations for days. <laughs> are they moldy? I like a moldy. It's not for us. Possibly. I'm just saying, if she's got moldy ones, don't use those. That's fair. I can see three of the rats from here. Go get him, tiger. Wow. I'm going to whip out my weapon of choice. Whoa, whoa, Rob. My mandolin. Oh. Can we fascinate them? The, the rats? I mean, yeah, you play music and people stare at you. And you can, like, lead them, lead them and make them do things. It's fun. That's fair. <laughs> Junk would like to help Blix open up all the crates for the food. I was going to start playing a inspiring, courageous metal riff. Oh, jeez. What does goblin or bugbear metal sound like? All sounds the same to me. It's a lot of um, high-pitched. It's like baby metal, kind of. Oh, I know them. But darker. But darker. <laughs> it's like baby metal mixed with ghost. I don't know. Ghost isn't really that dark, though, is it? <laughs> yeah, no, ghost is like glam metal. Yeah, there we go. We'll just say, we'll see. 
glam baby metal <laughs> death metal. <laughs> all right, so this cacophonous noise starts being played, and you are all inspired. Christine, what are you going to do? Are we attacking? What are we doing, people? I was going to open crates to start shaking out these rats. I thought you were going to fascinate them to pull them out into the open so these birds can eat. I mean, I can do that. It's it's more like they'll freeze and kind of pay attention, but... Okay. And then the birds can go and eat them. And then you unfreeze and hopefully we can get them out and away and all that goodness, yes. Yes, all right. We've got a plan! Alright, how about this? I will try to fascinate the birds so they don't immediately start attacking near you guys when you're opening the crates. That sounds good. Alright, I'm gonna have you guys roll initiative. Just so we have a turn order. Oh god, well... Christine, you go first. I'll just sing a little ditty. About Jack and Diane? Uh, yeah. Actually, uh, um, this one over here seems like it's not going to be too much of a problem. So I'm going to try and, and target the, the far one, the one that's the other side of the room near all the crates. So I will roll a performance check against their will DC. All right. I have their will DC. All right. 22. 22 is a success, but not a critical success. Okay. They are fascinated by, uh, by me for a round. So every round I can continue to make those checks, I guess. All right. All right. Is there anything else? I think that's all I'm going to do for now. Two actions to cast, and you have one left. Uh, I don't know what else I would do. Yeah, so I, I will just skip that for now and let the two of them start doing their thing. Junk. I'm gonna go scuttle for one of these boxes, and I'm gonna jump on it and start smashing it with my smashy feet. All right. So go ahead and move. Good God, there's so many of them. We'll go one by one. It'll be fine. Oh, there's there's so many boxes and there's so many rats. All right, stab the thing with my stabby thing. Wait a minute. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I get out my crowbar and I try to break into the crate. Okay. I'm going to say since you have the crowbar, you don't even have to roll. It just takes an action to open it up. Hooray! And as you open it up, you see a giant rat skitter out. And this terror bird kind of moves down and eats one of the giant rats. Nice. I think that's all three of my actions. Yeah. All right. Rob. I'm going to sustain my song. I'm going to go into a ear-splitting, awesome guitar solo while belting out the chorus. That's that's three actions. Okay. Haya. I think Blix is going to attempt to do the same thing. She still has a bow in her hand. She's going to be waving it around the bird's beak to continue. Unless if Menz has this one's attention, she'll just kind of move over and open another box. All right. Do you have a crowbar? I do not. Okay, so give me a strength or athletics check to open the box. Ooh, never mind. That'll attack everyone. Let's not do that. Uh, (laughs) Athletics. Cool. How's a 17? A 17 is enough to pop open the box. Hooray! And another rat skitters out and runs right in front of the other terror bird that is being fascinated by Christine, but it still reaches out and bites and eats the giant rat. Okay, now we have to make sure these rats are able to go on and go past and somehow us herd them up and out, right? Right! How do we do this? I love that we've come to the conclusion that the rats are not the problem and the birds are. Either way, the other way around, but yeah. Yeah. I got food! I got the 
meal rations, we could we could start like putting some meal rations out as soon as we're done. I could always just feed them drugs. <laughs> I'm concerned there's not going to be enough rats left by the time we're done opening stuff. What if I shove them into my bag? I can put a lot of stuff in there. They are giant rats. Are you putting your rats into the bag of cats? (laughs) Well, then when the cats get there tomorrow, they'll have food already. Yes, I could. I could also hit everything with a 10-foot pole and just start whacking things. Birds. No. I've got a net. You should let a net go. She hasn't done anything to you. <laughs> Surely you're not serious. I'm always serious, and don't call me Shirley. Oh, do you think they like jellyfish? I've got a jellyfish lamp here, and I just pull out a jellyfish lamp. Do we think this could help? No. I'm confused as to what we're even doing. Yeah, I I am too, honestly. Are we trying to get rid of the rats? Are we trying to get rid of the birds or both? Yes, all of the above, I thought. He, he said he's not been here for months, right? That is correct. If we let the birds eat all the rats and then we use the rations to lead the birds out, that might be good because we don't want to kill the birds. Where does the jellyfish land to him? I was just pulling things out of my bag because I'm the junk lady. I have a lot of stuff. It's an item. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lamp that has like bioluminous and jellyfish in it. I have a lot of things. And some of them are useful. Okay, great. (laughs) So I'm going to move south 10 feet or 15 feet. Yeah, 15. Okay, so I see two more rattos. So 20, 25. And then Bleznard is going to... How are these... uh, This Whatever this container is secured. Like, is it just like nailed shut or is there a lock on it? Yeah, it's just nailed shut. All right. So Blesnar is just going to give it both barrels and try to blow a hole in the side of the crate. As you blow the hole into the side of the crate, it is a large enough hole that you can see a giant rat inside of it, but it can't get out. So it's kind of stuck halfway through. Well, that seems like a rat problem, not a meat problem. Uh, but that's three actions. Move and give it the double barrels. All right. It is now the bird's turn. The bird is going to hop over... Actually, who had the bones in their hand and were shaking it? Me. You. All right. So this bird hops boop, 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 towards you, hops to the south, trying to get closer to Blix, and starts trying to grab the bones out of your hand. Ah, here, here. take it, take it. Crunch rips that bone in twain like, it, like nothing. Great. Wonderful. Rats, though. Rats. She'll start pointing. <laughs> All right, Christine, it's back to your turn. So the one that was fascinated was still eating rats? Yes. The one that's fascinated hasn't done anything, I think. I think the one that's they're eating rats is the one that's to the north. So the one down here has not eaten any rats? Correct. Okay, cool. Should I sustain this the, the thing or keep that one distracted? Sure. I Yeah, I, I don't understand what's going on. I mean, I think the ultimate goal is just to kill everything in here, correct? Except the barbs. I thought it was to kill the rats and yeah, leave the birds alone and they'll, they'll get out on their own. Once there's no rats in here, they'll have no reason to be here anymore. They'll go find food elsewhere. And the problem will take care of itself. Yep. So out of character, just a brain, are these the, the birds that we as players have seen before? The ones Twin Talon freed? No, these are different. Yeah, that would have been a good idea, though. I mean, would we want to know that they've been, like, causing trouble in town? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I might I might just, just kick this off and, and do something dumb. Yeah, I think I'm just going to do Concordant Choir again. We're going to have some fun. No, I'm just going to do the two action. First, which will only... Oh, no, I can catch both of them. And 
Yeah. They have to make their fortitude saves. The birds? Yes. That is a fail for the first terror bird. Well, regular fail for the other terror bird. Ooh, they have crazy saves. All right. Well, they take full damage. Oof. Okay. They both take 16 sonic damage. All right. They take that damage. They squawk unhappily. All right. And with that, Junk, it is your turn. On to the next one. Do, 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 do. We're going to keep rolling down. Down, 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 down to the next one. That's two, I think, turns. Oh, that's a little too far. It's fine. I'm going to open the next crate with my crowbar. All right. You pop open the next crate and a rat comes running out. Get dirty, rat. Well, it will on its turn. <laughs> All right. It is now one of the terror bird's turn. This is the fascinated terror bird. However, before we start the second round, I need you to all think about what you've done. Thank you for listening to the Crack Die Podcast. Please visit us at crackdiepodcast.com. Pathfinder 2nd Edition and the Age of Ashes Adventure Path are property of Paizo. Background audio was provided by Sirenscape because epic games deserve epic music. Please visit them at sirenscape.com. Additional background music was provided by Epidemic Sound. Please visit them at epidemicsound.com. The Cracked Eye podcast theme was composed by Angelo DiLoretto. He is forever missed. This episode was edited by Nathan. Please visit them on Twitter at at EditingNate. Finally, thank you to all our patrons for assisting us in breathing life into this production. We do not know where we'd be without them. If you'd like to join our Patreon, please visit patreon.com slash podcast. <laughs>